Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Man, we're starting a brand new series. Check this out. Praise and Thanksgiving, man. Praise God. This is going to be awesome. Now, listen, I know everybody's like, well, it's November. You got to talk about Thanksgiving. Well, no. I think what happens is periodically all throughout the year, we have times to reflect on things that God said in his word are really, really important. And how many know praising God and Thanksgiving and gratitude are huge with God? They're protocols that God has given us to even come into his presence. It's really wild. So this isn't just like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. Let's talk about this in November. No, this is an element that we add to our prayer life. This is an element we live, we add to our faith life. So these are just like, kind of like um, moments that we re- refresh in areas that are really, really important to God. And I don't know about you, but um, this morning, I could tell this thing really hit home. So I want you to just keep your heart really open. It wasn't easy. I'm going to be straight with you, man. They were feeling it at nine o'clock because it's a little bit rough of a journey because I think the church has to understand a lot of things about God um, is not like, oh, you just cut to come to God the way you want to come to God. That's not the Bible. You get to come to God the way he told you to come to him. God's got a lot of protocol that he wants for you to come into his presence. And I, you know, I was kidding at nine o'clock. I said, I've been, I've been coming against the country club church for a long time. You know, the country club church is all about like, hey, you know, come on in and it's all the way you want it. And you know, you serve God the way you want to serve God. Because everybody loves the, per- it's easy to serve the person of Jesus. Everybody loves the person of Jesus. Following the person of Jesus is simple. God is love, he is. God is peace, God is joy, God is all these great things, God is good, and he is. But there's principles of Jesus. And when you start teaching the principles of Jesus, that's when you gotta change. And I gotta change. Because the principles of Jesus are way different than the person of Jesus, and everybody loves the person of Jesus because that's easy. When the principles show up, now I gotta make adjustments I got to have some attitude changes, some mindsets got to shift, some flesh has got to be subjected. Jesus is really into you following him on his terms, not yours. And when we get in this arena of praise and thanksgiving and gratitude, you know, if you think about it, sometimes our praise and our gratitude and our thanks is really based about how things are going in our life. So when things were good, my praise is at highest level. But when things ain't going too great in life, or maybe I'm going through some stuff, or I don't like some of the stuff I'm walking through, my praise level kind of dips. My thankfulness kind of drops. My gratitude tries sometimes to slip away because of what I'm walking through in the natural. It kind of affects how I'm responding God in the spiritual. And God never said that's supposed to be the way we do it. So it seemed to me like my praise and my worship, my thankfulness and my gratitude was fluctuating based upon my position in the earth. And that's not what the Bible says we're supposed to do. And I think sometimes if you could be honest with yourself, we've all been there. Like when it's good, 
Man, my praise is out there. Oh, God's great, man. It's awesome. Right? When, when your family's everything's smooth and it's all, oh, it's easy. You got the worship cranked up in the car. You know what I mean? You're over oh, my soul, don't you get dry on me. You're like, whoa, hair on your head. Woo! You ready to go. And then when it's bad, radio's off, mumbling, grumbling, complaining. God, what have you done for me lately? God, where are you? I ain't going to church, man, man. You know, we pay. Y'all lie in church every Sunday. I don't know how you get out of this building without repaying. It's a miracle, right? Come on. You know what I'm saying. And then the kids ain't at home. You know, this ain't right. And the marriage ain't right. And the money's funny. And, you know, you just, all this stuff's coming down. You're like, go to work. Oh, my soul. You ain't got nothing, man. You ain't got nothing. And you come in here, you mad at the praise team. I don't like the music. I don't like the lights. I don't like the fog. I don't care about the stupid fog and the lights and all that dumb stuff. It's just stuff. God cares about your heart. And today when you look at this, man, it's a checkup from the neck up. I promise you that's the truth. Because the Bible says a lot of stuff about this stuff that's not based upon our experience, the worship, the music, the singers. It's based upon your heart. And it's based upon an attitude we should have before we ever come in the building. When you look at the truth in the word of God, it should change our life. So we're going to navigate through this. The Bible says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. The Bible says that true worshipers worship Jesus in the spirit and in truth. Jesus said that it's our opportunity to praise the Lord with our whole heart. And let us praise the Lord and sing for joy to the God who's taken care of us. As we start focusing our time and intention on the Lord in worship, proclaiming his place of honor in our lives, and thanking and praising him for his eternal promises, we can start expecting God to intervene in our circumstances. God promised to inhabit the praises of his people. And if we start to worship him, he will inhabit our life with his presence. And when the king is present, all things are possible. I want you to look at this and I want you to get this right here in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. This scripture changed my life. This is an amplified Bible, but if you've all very familiarized with it in the King James, in the King James, it says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, just, and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And the Bible says this, to not be conformed, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind. I think it reads a little better and amplified when it comes to what we're understanding today. So I want to read it out of this. Check this out. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and I beg of you in view of all the mercies of God. Man, that's deep. He's saying, hey, I want you to think about how merciful God's been to you. And I'm going to promise you this. The lack of thankfulness or our lack of honor or our lack of gratitude or our lack of praise or our lack of whatever is we've lost this. We've lost an attention at how merciful God has already been. You might want to write that down. Why sometimes am I mumbling? Why sometimes am I grumbling? Why am I complaining? Because I forgot how merciful God already was. Right in my moment sometimes I don't feel like it. Well, guess what? Worship's not about a feeling. Worship is about an attitude of what? Giving your attention to God no matter what. Look what it says in this scripture. It says this, I want you to make 
a, a decisive dedication of your body. Whoa, man. A what? He said this. You know what that means? He said, once and for all, I want you to dedicate yourself. Man, presenting all of your members, that's your whole body, and your faculties as a living sacrifice, holy devoted and consecrated and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Now, what do we think worship is? Now, I'm going to teach you stuff. What do we think worship is? Worship is when you come in there and lift your hands in the air. Worship is when you go in there and sing the songs. Worship's in there when you show up for praise. Worship is this. No, worship starts in the car before you ever come in the building. The Bible says that you are to present your body a living sacrifice. Now watch this, right? You might say, well, you know, Pastor Chris, I'm not the kind of person that gets excited. The Bible didn't say whether you want to get excited or not. He said, make yourself excited. The Bible says you are to present your body a living sacrifice. That doesn't mean I come in here and give God what I want to give God. That means I come in here and give God what God asked me for. He wants your best praise. Come on, guys. Are you seeing this? Look what he said. He said, worship, your spiritual worship is what? Presenting your body. That means when you come in here and you don't feel like praising him, you praise him anyway. That means when you come in here and you don't want to be thankful, you're thankful anyway. That means when you don't feel like you got a shout, you find a shout. That means when you don't feel like doing it, you do it anyway. This means this. I'm telling, and everybody say, well, you know, I don't believe that. I don't care what you believe. Look what the Bible said. He said, this is your reasonable act of worship. I read this scripture 15 years ago, 20 years ago, changed my life. I said, you want to know what? And I was transparent with nine o'clock. I'll be transparent with you. I said, my worship's junk. I'm giving God garbage. Now, I'm not talking about you, mind your own business. I'm telling you what I told him. I said, this is junk. The stuff I give you is based on my emotions. The stuff I give you is based on how you're responding in the earth. The stuff I give you is nonsense. And I don't like it. I read that scripture. I said, my act of worship fluctuates like a wave of the sea. When it's good, you get my praise. When it's great, you get my joy. But when it ain't working out too hot, I don't have much to say. I said, I want to fix this. So you know what I did? I made a decision in my life. I said, God, I'm going to seek your face. Man, I would fast a little bit and think about it. And I took time and I made, I come in the building and I sound, you ever hear me sing? My God in heaven, it's garbage. But you know what? I said, glory to God. I said, if you like it, praise God. Ain't no rock taking my place. I made myself get in there and lift my hands in the air. I made myself praise him when I didn't feel like it. I said hallelujah when I didn't feel like saying hallelujah. I didn't come in here and let my body tell me what kind of praise I'm going to give my God. I told my body, you shut up and you get your hands in the air. You get up on your feet and you praise the Lord. You're going to do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it for as long as I tell you to do it and your mindset's got to get out of the way. That's the problem with Cain and Abel. In the beginning, well, God said, bring me a blood sacrifice. He said, well, no, I'm not bringing you a blood sacrifice. I'm going to bring you something from the field. And what did the Lord say? He said, sin is lying at the door. Why is your continence falling? It wants to take you. And he said, what? He said, well, I'm going to keep giving you what I want to give you. That's the problem with the church. We just give God what we want to give him. God didn't say, you're going to give me what you want to give me. God said, give me what I asked you to give me. If you don't give me to ask what I gave you, I will reject what you bring me. The church needs to wake up. And stop telling people garbage all day long. Unbelievably ridiculous. Almighty God, and you're just going to bring them what you want to bring them? You don't bring them what you want to bring them. 
You bring him what he told you to bring him. Bring a sacrifice of praise. Bring joy anyway. I know some of you say, well, I don't get excited. You get excited if you hit the lottery, for crying out loud. You get excited when you're watching your favorite ball team. Come on, man. You got to make yourself get excited. You got to make yourself get joyful. You got to make yourself, put yourself in remembrance about how good God's been. This is what starts happening because all of a sudden, if you're not careful, you start conforming to the atmosphere. You start conforming to your problems. You start conforming to your situation. The next thing, what do you got? Instead of bringing a shout of praise, you got a patty cake of praise. You ain't got it. Why? Because we're not focused where we need to be focused. We got to start focusing on how good God's been. We got to focus. Can't focus on your problems and magnify the Lord. But I promise you this, you start magnifying the Lord, you won't even notice your problems. Come on. It's a setup from the enemy. Well, I don't have nothing to be grateful for. What do you mean? Are you breathing today? Are you alive today? God's been good. Well, it's been hard. Well, guess what? Guess what? He don't care how hard it's been. He still said he wants your praise. Why? Because it's your way into the presence of God. Look what it says here. I'm telling you right here now. Look at verse 2. Just look at this scripture right here. Let's just read this thing. And it says what? Do not be conformed to this world, this, this, this world, this age, or fashioned after it, or adapt to its external superficial customs, but be transformed. Changed by the entire renewal of your mind. By its new ideals and what? Its new attitude. So you may prove for yourself what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. What is this? This thing is why even the thing which is good and what? Acceptable and perfect in this sight for you. What's that mean? Change your attitude. Change your mindset. Change the way you're looking at this thing. Don't call me. Well, I didn't like that song. What do we do, right? Oh, I don't like that song. Who cares about the song? You're not worshiping the song. You're worshiping the God that we wrote about. Come on, man. It's an attitude thing. It's a head thing. It's an adjustment thing. It's a brand new attitude. To be like, hey, guess what? How many come in here tired sometimes? I come in here tired too. You know what I tell my body? Shut up and get up. You know what I'm saying? Some of you, it'd be a good discipline for you. Start telling your body. See, I told you what your body wants to do. Your body wants to eat Twinkies and watch Netflix all week long. Your flesh is crazy. Somebody should teach the child. But what your flesh wants to do? Eat Doritos. That's what your flesh wants to do. Eat Doritos and watch TV. And goof around all day. And then somebody said, how long's church? Oh, God, you let Pastor Chris go. You're going to be here another hour. What a, are you kidding me? No, tell the truth. This is what happens. How long is worship going to be? Oh, my God. You know how many people say, oh, my God, we're going to worship God for a half hour? How in the heaven am I going to handle that? You got to start training your flesh. We don't talk like this in the church no more, but we talk like that around here. Train your flesh. That's how they used to tell me. They said, when I went to church, I was like, how long is this going to be? They're like, don't worry about it, kid. You just stay in it until it's over. Remember them days? Somebody jerked the slack out of you in the seat. You get antsy in your pants. You know, you got to sit, sit down and pay attention and worship the Lord. That's the problem. We need to start, you know, you military people, I love you. I wish to God I can let you loose. You know, I was telling them in the morning, you know, I said, how many were in the military? God bless all you guys. Anybody in the military? Army, Navy, one of them things? Yeah. Did Joe, did they ever ask you, do you like running today? Would you like to run today? No, they just told you get up and run. Did they tell you, oh, James, do you like the food? If you don't like the food, we'll, get, we'll make you something different. Did they tell you that in the, in the military? No, they said, eat what we put in front of your face. Get, oh, did, oh, by the way, did any of you like the early time you had to get up? Did you, maybe you should have told them, I don't like getting up this early. Can we maybe try nine o'clock? That would be nice for me. Did that work? Did any of this stuff work? No, then you come into church and we want to tell God Almighty who created the heavens and the earth, hey, I don't want to do it your way. 
Guess what? He's not going to change the book because you don't want to do it his way. It's time to start looking and saying, what did he say I'm supposed to do? Maybe some of the effectiveness that we're looking to see in the kingdom is lack of following instruction. I'm just saying, he said, present your body a living sacrifice. Check this out. Okay, look at this. Look at this in Psalms 101. I know this was not going to be easy, but that's my job. My job is to coach you in this success. You know what I'm saying? Coaching you to success. If you put my plan to work, we're going to win the game. Guarantee. No doubt in my mind. Look what it says. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Lift up a great of joy to Lord. Did he say lift up a whisper? Did he say whisper? Well, I don't like loud. Well, some of you goofy people better realize heaven's loud. And if you don't like loud, you better start getting around loud because heaven's going to be loud. Did he call me goofy? Yeah, if you don't think heaven's loud, you're goofy. I love you, but you're acting goofy. I don't want nobody, I don't like loud. Lift up a what? Oh, lift up a whisper? He said a shout. The baby's got it figured out. I wish you'd get it. Come on. What do you, a shout. Well, I'm calm. I don't shout. Learn how to shout. Oh, I, you know, in the morning, they try to be slick with me, you know, like, oh, I don't, I'm not having, oh, I don't like, I said, you girls go, you girls get happy about shoes. Some of the girls are like, I don't get happy about shoes. Trust me, I hang around you long enough, I'll find out what makes you happy. You understand what I'm saying? Something brings joy to you, puts a smile on your face, gets a little get up and go on you. Guess what? That's what God's saying. He's saying, lift up a great shout. For who? Leave that up there, please. Of joy for the Lord. Did he say lift up a shout of joy for who? And then do what? Go ahead and do it, some of you. All you quiet people better listen today. Who? Oh, you're exempt from everyone? But I'm reserved. I'm a Methodist. I'm a Presbyterian. I don't care if you're from the Holy Land. Do you understand? He said, lift up a shout. Give them some joy. Go ahead, everyone. Do it. Everyone, everywhere. Y'all, you quiet people ain't going to like me today. Thank you. Right? No, I'm being serious. Like, well, I, I don't, I, I'm more dignified than I. Oh, I love it. You get, you know what's funny? This is good stuff. I went to this one place, right? I was in this room, and all these people were at a whole other level, way outside my pay grade of intelligence, right? And I could tell they weren't going to do none of this stuff. And then God come in the room, and you feel God in the room, and they're like, what? They get nervous. Like, what's, what, what, is, what is that? What is that? I said, that's God. You know, and then you just start talking about the things of God, and you're like, I don't like this. This is making me feel comfortable. I, I don't understand what that is. I said, that's God. When God gets on you, it's out of your normal character because your character is your character. But when God gets on your character, he makes you kind of respond differently than maybe you would differently maybe respond in the natural, let's say. So if God gets on you, guess what's going to happen to you? You maybe will come out of character. Maybe some of you are so close to God coming on you, he can't even get through to you. Because you're so dignified about life, you ain't going to let God ever get a hold of you because instead of presenting your body a living sacrifice, you're going to be in charge of you. 
I had to learn this, man. I sat with Kenneth Hagin. They went in there. Let me tell you, I was used. Don't give me none of this stuff. I went in there and I said, I ain't taking no lap. I'm not doing that goofy laughing business. You can forget about all this stuff. I sat in a building one time. I said, if this stuff's real, God, you're going to have to do it. I sat in a building one time and it felt like somebody popped a hot air balloon over my head and hot water fell all over me. I didn't feel nothing. I was sitting in a room. I laughed so hard. I thought I was going to pass out on the floor. I said, what in the heaven just happened to me? I said, I don't know. They went running laps around that building. That building was so big and it had a balcony and they, they went running laps. And I was down, I was down against all I said, I ain't doing no running. Running around a building like a bunch of cuckoos. What's this all about? Taking a lap? What is that? Holy Ghost shows up and people take off. I'm like, what's that business? Next thing you know, they took off, did their little shenanigans and they went running by. First time they went running by, I said, look at these crazy people running around the church. This is nuts. Ran up the balcony, ran around the back, ran down the staff. They're running all over the place. I'm sitting there going, this is cuckoo, right? I'm standing there. I just had my hands in the air. I said, I ain't part of none of this cuckoo stuff. And they ran around, 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 down, ran around. And they ran right, ran right by me, went by. First time they went by, shroom, I said, look at these nutsos. Second time they ran up the building, ran, 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 ran by, ran, ran, ran by, ran by, ran by me. And something inside of me went, whoa. I said, hey, what's that? My hand in there, and I said, man, something's going on in this place. Felt this warm, hot, tingly stuff coming on me. I was like, what in the heaven is this? All of a sudden, they ran around, ran around, ran around, ran up, down, ran, 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 coming down, ran, around. they went running by. I was getting ready. It was like NASCAR. It was like, here they come, here they come, here they come, and they went by like this. So I said, if that happens again, I might just take a step. Something's going on here, Cole. I don't know what it is, but something's happening around here. They went running around. I said, look at these dingbats running around, running to church. This is so unholy. I was Catholic. This is messing me up. They ran up the balcony. Hey, ran around, ran around, ran around, ran around, ran around. Boom, pull me again. This one pulled me hard. I said, if that happens again, I'm going to go for it. I was with Scotty. We were standing in that place. I got ready. I got anticipated. I see him go. I took off like a dart. I ran up the thing, ran around the building, ran down to the, ran down the steps, ran around, took another lap, ran up, ran out, ran out. And this is how I knew it was God. I'm not the fastest individual in the world. And the guy I was running with can outrun me every day of the week, seven times on Sunday. I beat that joker in the first lap, beat him in the second lap, beat him in the third lap. He knew. He said, this got to be God because you ain't faster than me any day of your life. I said, you know it's the Lord. Why? Because sometimes you're down on what you're not up on because you never experienced it before and you're over there stuck like, I will not participate. I'm not going to be, you're like three years old, some of you. I'm not participating and playing in the sandbox. I refuse. Okay, stay on the sideline. Don't get mad at everybody playing in the sandbox, though, because you don't want to play. What am I saying? If you don't start yielding to God, how in the heaven is God going to get in areas of your heart he's trying to get into? But look what it says in the Bible. Verse number one. Let everybody lift up a great, and this is not excitement. Just being excited without revelation produces nothing. But when you got revelation, he said, lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead, everyone, everywhere do it. Why? Look at verse two. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. Stop right there. How did he tell you to come into his presence? Singing with joy. When's the last time you came in singing with joy in God's presence? In your prayer time. Maybe you're not entering into his presence because you're not following the protocol to get in. Look what it says, verse 3. Come on, guys. 
and realize what this really means. I'd love to know what does it really mean. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God for he is our creator and we belong to him. That's the great news. Look at this though. We are the people of his. Look at verse four. Oh my God. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. What? What's the pat? There's a password to get in heaven. You guys all thought the Mormons had this thing glorified. No, they didn't. <laughs> You'll get that on the ride home. Come on. No, the password to heaven is praise. Are you here? What? You got a computer? You got a phone? What's the what happens if you got a phone and you don't got your password? You can't get in. Are you here today? Hello? Have you ever tried to go buy something and you went to a site and you put in a password and then you forgot the password and now you're trying to get something from that site and they're like, hey, what's your email? You're like, I know my email, praise God. But what password did I use? And some of you are like, Bubba Love, 124, you're trying all your days, Sweet Honey Pie, Big Daddy. I know what you got in there, come on. You know, I know how you guys do. And it ain't working and you get mad and you get frustrated and it's like, I gotta reset the password because I don't know. And I'm always yelling at my, Liz, what's the password for this Apple thing? What's the thing? We change it because the kids steal it. They're like, what is it now? I don't even know. Can I even do it? And what do you do? You got to change your password so you can get in. And if you don't, look at the scripture, pop it up there. And if you don't have the password, you do not get the access. Look what he says. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. And you could come right in his presence with thanksgiving. There it is. Bring God praise and bring God thanksgiving and you're guaranteed his presence. You know what people are going to do? They ain't going to do it. They ain't going to go, I don't know why it's not working. Because you ain't got the right password. If I, did, do we serve God the way we want to serve? I just went in there and told God, I'd like to know why he's doing it in my life. God just told you, too bad, you're not allowed in. Oh, I, you, don't know, you don't think I know what I'm saying? I know exactly what I'm saying. Look at the Bible. He told you how to have instant access to him. Try to do it some other way and see if you get into his presence. You can't because God doesn't change his word. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The reason why things are not working out right in life in some of our areas is we are not following the protocol to get the answer we've been looking for. My relationship with God is dead. Yeah, guess what? Until you add some praise and thanksgiving in there, you're probably not even gonna get in his presence. I don't want to do it. Well, then guess what? God's not changing who he is because you don't want to do it. Until you change, it ain't changing. Yeah, thanks for the one amen and half a hallelujah and maybe one hand clap. I know what I'm doing. This is what I'm saying. What do you do? You got to go in there. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You got to put yourself in position to get into God's presence. He tells you how to do it. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving and come what? Bring your thank giving offering or bring your what bring your thank offering to him and be what affectionately bless his beautiful name why for the lord is always good and ready to receive my god in heaven i'm preaching myself happy up here he's always good he's always ready to receive you he's so loving that it will amaze you so kind that it will astound you we ain't done keep reading why he is famous for his faithfulness Oh, my God in heaven. 
What did he say? He said, I'm famous for faithfulness. I have my shakaba. You better get the Holy Ghost on. What did he say? He's famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promise to every single generation. That's why you worship him. That's why you give him praise. That's why you give him thanks. That's why when you don't feel like you can do it, you do it anyway. That's why when you got to get, I don't want to do it, I make myself do it. I don't want to say thank you, I say thank you. And I can't, I'm going to tell you right now, I cannot stand unthankful people. I don't like unthankful people. I don't like people with no gratitude. That's a staunch. You ever do something nice for somebody? You, don't, you didn't do it for them to say it. But what's the first thing you think about? Man, I hold, I'll hold the door. My, my, my wife will tell you this. I'll hold the door open for 10 minutes for people to walk through. But boy, I like to hit the people in the head that don't say thank you. I don't do it for that reason. But if I'm doing it, you should acknowledge it. I feel like banging. So like, you, that no, uh, what'd you say? Nothing? Bam. Go ahead. Next one. Thank you. Okay. Praise God. How are you, ma'am? Yes. I'll hold the door for an hour. Go ahead. Yes, thank you. And that one guy walked through, like, he don't know you. Hit him right in the back of the head with the door. Bah! Right there. Why? No, you should be thankful. You should be grateful. You should have gratitude in your heart. God's been good to you. Oh, my life's not good. You ain't going to hell for crying out loud. You better get excited. You're going to heaven. You understand me? Every day on earth, you should be thankful and grateful and joyous and happy. So, what, so stuff's going on. Who ain't got something? Who in this room does not have something going on? You know what I'm saying? You got a bad doctor's report. Yeah, I know. The Bible says, in all things, count it joy. Count it joy because you got problems? No, count it joy because you got the problem solver living on the inside of you. That's why you count it joy. Hey, count it joy because you got problems. You count it joy, why? Woo, I got the answer on the inside, living on the inside. So point number one is what? God gave you his password, it's praise. Think about next time you want to get in God's presence. If you ain't got the password right, you ain't getting in. So just start praising him. You know what I mean? And you got to fake it a little bit, some of you. Because I, I don't sing good. You know, I'm like, praise the Lord. Glory to God. You really like this stuff? God's like, yeah, I love it. I was like, you're crazy, but whatever. Right? Yeah. Because I sound like a tin can. I can't sing. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just get in here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know, you know, a long time ago, I didn't know the difference between all this stuff. You know, like, how do you, how do you worship God? And you ever hear this stuff? Worship God in spirit and truth. You ever hear that? He said, the true John, he said, he that worshiped me must worship me in spirit and truth. They came to the mountain. He said, you're not supposed to worship just on the mountain. It's not about a mountain. It's about the attitude in the heart. And I, he said, you, that true worshipers worship me in spirit and in truth. And I never understood that. And then the Lord showed me. He said, here's what you do. I said, what's the spirit and truth business? He told me like a month later. He said, Is, you just, now write this down. You just keep magnifying the truth about God. And eventually you will start worshiping him in the spirit. Does that make sense? So you just tell them the truth about it. God, you're good. Is God not good? God, you're great. Is he not great? God, you're faithful. Isn't he not faithful? God, you're a rewarder of them to diligently seek you. Is he not a rewarder? You just keep magnifying the truth, and sooner or later you'll slip over in the spirit, and you'll be gone. You'll be gone. So that's how you worship him in spirit and truth. You got that? That's a miracle nugget right there. You're just going there. Like, you can, be, you can be broke as broke can be, sick as sick can be, half dead. You still go in there and say, God, you're good. He's still good. Even though you ain't right, feeling right, he's good, right? He's your healer, right? You can be broke as broke can be. God, you're faithful. He's still faithful. Just because you're experiencing something in the earth don't mean God quit being faithful. You understand what I'm saying? So you just get in there, God, you're good. God, you're great. God, you're glorious. You just magnify the truth. The next thing you know, you get over in the spirit. You'll, I'm telling you what happened. You'll forget about your problems, and you'll start magnifying your God. You'll come out of there so shot out, you won't even be the same. I'm talking shot out. Things won't bother you no more because you're magnifying the Lord. 
See, the problem is this. When you stop magnifying the Lord and stop glorifying the Lord and stop being thankful and stop having gratitude and stop having that honor, I can guarantee you this, something else got your attention. Something else got your attention. You still, you focused on something you don't need to be focused on. Look what it says right here. Psalms 42. This is a big one. This is a big one. But you got to understand this. Praising God helps me focus on Jesus and not my problems. Pop that up there first. Let them see that point number two. You need to see that. Praising God helps me focus on Jesus and not my problems. It's a problem shifter. And then we'll read Psalm 42. You okay with that? You pulling this in? You like this? What's the password? Come on. What you going, what you going to start adding to your worship time? Pray. Thanksgiving enters in praise. Courts and praise. Thanksgiving. Gates. That's how you get in. Everybody say praise and thanksgiving. Praise. Thanksgiving ain't some holiday, bro. Thanksgiving is an attitude of heart. Thank you. Thankfulness. God gave and you're thankful. God's good and you're thankful. So It'll change some of your attitudes too because some of you mumbling and grumbling. Number one way to get rid of mumbling, grumbling, and complaining is start being thankful. You ever get mumbling and grumbling? Complaining? You know what I'm saying? You know, you complain a little bit like, now you work out right. Blah, 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 blah. You know, y'all got potty mouth. I call that potty mouth. You know why you got potty mouth? That ain't cussing. That's worse than cussing. You get potty mouth because you got stinking thinking. Thinking gets off, and then you got potty mouth. Next thing you know, got a jacked up attitude. We all do it. Stop lying. You know what I mean? Things ain't good. You're like, coming out your mouth. Negative, negative. You're like, negative, negative, negative. No, stop it. Catch that thing, man. Say, no, wait a minute. It's good. I'm up today. Praise the Lord. Change your whole attitude by how you focus and shit. You know why God gave you worship anyway? You think God really gave you worship for him? Get out of here. He got angels up there screaming, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. 24 hours a day, something's worshiping God in heaven. Everybody's worshiping God in heaven. And some of you freaking out about, let me help you with the heaven thing, okay? Because a lot of you are like, we get to heaven, we're going to worship God 24 hours a day, seven days a week. How in the world are we going to have a stamina for that? You're going to be easy because you ain't going to have a body of flesh. You're not going to be like you are here in the earth. You're not going to be limited in your spiritual life. You're going to have a spiritual body. Right here, you got a spirit man on the inside of a natural body. Your natural body cannot contain a heavenly atmosphere. That's why he's going to give you a glorified body, and you're going to have a glorified spirit, and going to heaven and worshiping God all day long is going to be easy. You hear? That's why it's hard for you. Oh, you want to know the real secret why we're not big on worship and thanks and all that stuff here? Because you're carnal. You're flesh ruled. Your body's telling you what to do. Tell your body, shut up. I love telling my body, shut up. My body don't got no, my body, when my body talks, I talk back. That's the problem with some of you. You think it's you. Oh, I need to go swimming in the pool all day long, eating Doritos and hanging out. That's not you, Goofy. That's your flesh. Tell your flesh, be quiet. You're going to get up and go to work today and you're going to do good at work. Oh, I'm meddling now. You feel it? I can feel the toes going like this. Don't step on my toes, Pastor Chris. I like my comfort. Your flesh loves comfort. It loves it all day long. You have to present your body a living. You ever pick up those kids? Like, you know, you ever see them in the daycare when they're freaking out? You remember when the kids were little and they had a flesh fit? And the arms are flaring and the feet are flaring and you got the kid. It's like, it's like, holding, a, it's like holding a jackrabbit for crying out loud. You ever see a kid just go flaring because its flesh is freaking out? Get the visualization, guys. It hasn't been that far for you. You're holding this kid in the middle, right? Arms are flying. Feet are kicking. 
That's some of you. <laughs> You're 60. Can you believe it? I don't want to die. Get the binky out of your mouth and let's go. Oh, I love this church. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands to heaven. This is how you got to discipline yourself. Oh, God, I'm going to church. I'm going to praise the Lord. Yeah, get here anyway. You got to get here. But get praise going early. Tomorrow morning you get up and you pray. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Praise. Password is praise. I praise you, Jesus. Man, get in there and give him a little bit of praise and get going. Why? Because look what it says right here. Look what it says right here. We're leaving. Got four minutes. Look at it right here. Look at this. Look at this. So I speak. Why? My, your mind, your will, and your emotions are trying to hold you back from this. Because your soul gets burdened down and your soul tries to block you. You know what the psalmist said? He said, get my soul out of prison. Your soul can get in prison quick. Gets trapped. Because you know what it does? It resists the things of God because you got flesh. I got flesh. We all got to train our flesh. Flesh, you don't get what you want. You get what I tell you. You see this? Look what he says. He said, so I speak over my heartbroken soul. When's the last time you talk to your mind, your will, and your emotions? Better be daily. Tell your head, you ain't allowed to think that thought. You need to cut it out right now, head. Well, the apostle Paul said, I keep under my body. Doesn't that sound third person like I keep under my body? I thought you were your body. He said, no, 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 no. My spirit man is the real me. I tell my body what to think. I tell my mind what to think. I tell my mouth what to say. I tell my soul what it needs to do. That's what he's saying. So I speak over my heartbroken soul. Take courage. Remember when you used to be right out in front leading the procession of praise. Oh, my God. Yeah, when things were good, that was me. (laughs) When it was all working out right, that was me. When everything was good in my life, that was me. When I first got saved, that was me. I don't know what your excuse is, but look right there. I used to be right out there leading the procession of praise. But look what he says here. Keep going. When the great crowd of worshipers gathered to go into the presence of the Lord, you shouted with joy as the sound of passionate celebration filled the air, and the joyous multitude of lovers honored the festival of the Lord. Keep going, watch this. So then, my soul, why are you depressed? What happened to you? Why did you sink in despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God, your Savior. Your focus got shifted. You know, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. We get brokenhearted because we think it's taking too long. What do you mean it's taking too long? Who cares about time? Forget about time. Did God say he's do it? He'll do it. Don't faint before your harvest. What, season, what time is it anyway? Due season? What time is it? It's due season, baby. Come on, what time is it? It's due season. I, uh, if you, as long as you faint, you know, faint not. Due season will come. Look what it said right here. So then, my soul, why are you depressed? Why do you sink in despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God, your Savior. Look at this, next one. Watch this. For no matter what, I will still sing with praise. For living before his face is my saving grace. Living before his face, write that down, is my saving grace. What you say, preacher, what you say, preacher, he said living before his face is my saving grace. Watch verse six, I'm done. Here I am, depressed and downcast, yet I will still remember you as I ponder the place where your glory streams down from the mighty. 
mountaintops, lofty and majestic, the mountains of your awesome presence. What's he saying? If you could just stay in the presence of God, you're going to find a place of grace for whatever you're facing in the earth. Every answer you need is waiting for you and me in the presence of God. Got news for you guys. God never left his presence. Sometimes me and you leave his presence because we move. God never moves. He's the same yesterday. If God's right here, he didn't move. Just come back to his presence. You know how to get it in there. What did he say? He said, get the password of praise. Get the place of thanksgiving. Get in his presence and stand before him and watch his grace be poured out in your life in every area where you need it and watch him give you the strength. Watch him give you the hope. Watch him give you the help. Watch him give you the anointing to do whatever it is he said he can do. Why? Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And if you start getting this place of praise and I I promise you this. Listen to me. This is not exciting. See, this is what happened in church. They want you to get excited without revelation. That ain't going to do you no good. It's going to wear off. But when you get a revelation, you get excited. Just getting excited ain't enough. You got to get a revelation, then you get excited, then it changes your life forever. What are you getting excited about? I'm getting excited because I know that as long as I could keep praise and thanksgiving in my mouth, I could stay in God's presence. And as long as I can stay in God's presence, no matter what's going on, I know his saving grace is shining upon my face. And when I find out which grace, it's the ability of God in me, allowing me to do what I could not do by myself. That gives me power to accomplish things I couldn't accomplish five minutes ago. Stay in the place of his presence and start adding praise and thanksgiving into what? Your daily routine with God. And go in there tomorrow morning or whenever you go in there, praise the Lord. Here I am. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Get in there with the place of praise. Get in there with the place of thanksgiving and start transforming your life. Because why? It's in his presence that you're going to find fullness of joy. Things that you've been waiting for are waiting for you in the presence of God. Now you know in. What's the password? Praise. How do you get in? Praise. Come on. You take that Thanksgiving and pray. Now watch this. Well, I don't think that. I'm not going to do it. Then don't expect to get in. Because you can't get in that computer without that password. He's telling you what it is. He said praise. Well, I ain't got nothing to praise God for. Trust me, you think more in a minute, you'll find something. Thank God I'm alive. I'm going to tell you right here, and this is, the, this is the one from you. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Look at your neighbor and say, you going to heaven. Look at your other neighbor and say, you going to heaven. If you ain't got something to shout about now, you sure got something to shout about now. I'm going to heaven, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus. Hey. Come on. He's working things out on your behalf in the earth. He's turning things around. He's faithful from generation to generation, and he's going to do it for you. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for these guys. I thank you, Lord, that they're, they're going to a other place of praise like never before. They're walking in this position. They're understanding this greater than ever before. That praise and thanksgiving is going to become not just an attitude of their heart. It's going to become a daily position in their earth. It's going to start coming out of their mouth. You're going to quicken this message to them. And they're going to come in here tomorrow morning or whatever they have their prayer. Tell them, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This message is never going to leave. They're going to remember that the password to your presence is praise. And they're going to believe it. They're going to see it. They're going to accept it. And they're going to have it. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. and amen. And just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for a minute. Because maybe you're in here today and you said, I just heard Pastor Chris say, 
you're going to spend eternity in heaven. Maybe you couldn't answer that or you couldn't say that because you weren't sure if that's what will happen for you. The Bible says it's very clear that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that you'll be saved. doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, how you've acted. Nothing can separate you from his love. And we want to give you an opportunity right now that maybe you're sitting in this room and maybe you, you say, I can't really say that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Maybe you say, I've prayed a prayer before, but I'm not living like he is. And today I want to make that decision. So whether it's for the first time or whether you want to rededicate your life to him this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one is looking around. This is a moment just between you and God. Would you just raise your hand and say, that's me this morning. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life today. Thank you. That's the greatest decision you could ever make in your whole life. You can put your hands down, but can we all say this together? Say, dear Jesus, according to your word, I believe in my heart that you are the son of God. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. And from this day forward, I choose to serve you, to follow you, to love you, and to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said amen and amen. Come on and just give a shout this morning. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.